This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Anyhow, but I want to talk a little bit this morning about thanks living and uh, what that actually means and, and the benefits of that and how we can relate to that and what it does for us and all. But let me start here, an article I came across some time back. It was on Thanksgiving years ago that Helen Hayes, she was the uh, person who played Pollyanna, she cooked her first turkey. Anybody have turkey for Thanksgiving this year? Okay. She cooked her first turkey, and before serving it, she announced to her husband, Charles, and their son, James, now I know this is the first turkey I've ever cooked. If it isn't right, I don't want anybody to say a word. We'll just get up from the table without comment, and we'll go down to the hotel for dinner. You know, now... I really like this lady because she had a plan to be thankful no matter what. No matter, even if the turkey was terrible, if it was raw, if it was burnt, didn't matter. She had a plan how they could be thankful no matter what. So then she retired to the kitchen and when she entered the dining room burying the turkey, she found her husband and son seated at the table Wearing their coats, scarves, and hats. They were prepared to be thankful. No matter what. Now, are you prepared to be thankful no matter what? Is it possible to be thankful no matter what? Or we wait and allow ourselves, well, let me see what's going to happen. And I'll tell you, are we thankful or not? But we can truly be thankful no matter what. We really can how many of you have ever experienced a flat tire on your car? And there's a tendency we can get out and complain, right? Fuss and cuss and stomp and beat our hands on the side of the car and all. But is it possible to be thankful for a flat tire? Walk out there and go, wow, flat tire. It probably is going to keep me out of an accident today. Thank you, Lord, that I got three tires that aren't flat. Have you ever thought about that? Or if you ever have a flat tire, would you rather have four flat tires at a time? Is there something you can be thankful for in the midst of one flat tire? Absolutely, you can. You can prepare for that right now. Prepare for that like Pollyanna did with her turkey. They prepared, you know, to be thankful no matter what. And you and I can take that concept, you know. Have we really uh, thought things through is what I'm talking about. Are we determined, are you determined to be thankful? No matter what, there is a positive way of looking at things. There really is. Something happens to you, you go, wow, that's the first time that ever happened to me. Thank you, Lord, that that never happened to me before now. There's always a way you can prepare yourself to be thankful. And this is getting closer to the concept of thanksgiving that I'm talking about. It says here in 1 Thessalonians 
chapter 5, verse 16, it says, always. Now, y'all remember what percentage that was? 100%. Always be joyful. Always be joyful. And then he goes on to say in verse 17, keep on praying. Just keep on praying. Scripture says pray without ceasing. And that's talking about 100%. Always be praying. Always be joyful. Keep on praying. No matter what happens. What's the next word? What percentage is this always? No matter what happens, always be what? Thankful. Always. No matter what happens, when you would be tempted to complain and mutter and sputter and, you know, hiss and spit and all that kinds of stuff. No matter what happens, the Bible says always be thankful because it accesses the blessings of Almighty God for us. It genuinely does. And if we're prepared to be thankful, you know, then you can begin to grasp a little bit about what thanks living really is all about. Thanks living is a lifestyle. Thanks living is a choice, a choice that we make, you know, no matter what, to live thankful lives. And I can tell you what, you're going to be a lot richer, a lot happier, a lot more peaceful when we choose a lifestyle to live thankful lives. And you can be thankful no matter what. You genuinely can, but we need to think about it. We need to think about it. We need to prepare for that. Now, let me read that 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verse 18 to you out of the King James Bible. It says, in everything, there again, just to make sure it hasn't changed, what percentage is everything? 100%. In everything, give thanks. In everything. In everything, give thanks. I read about this missionary one time and uh, she would get her provision. She was on a foreign mission field in a tropical kind of an environment and her provisions would come in a 50-gallon barrel sealed up and that would be her food supply and whatever she needed for that month. And one month it didn't come. And the only thing she had to eat was oatmeal. I mean, for the whole month, breakfast, lunch, and supper, all she had was oatmeal. To eat. You know, could you get tired of oatmeal? You probably could, you know. But when she came back, she went to a doctor because she had some, you know, internal uh, digestive problems and all. And the doctor examined her, thorough exam and this, that, and another. And all and said, you know, because she'd had it for some time, says, you're doing so much better. And what he would recommended, he would have recommended to her a month of eating only oatmeal. And that's what precipitated her getting better physically. I'm going like, you mean at a time when my other provisions didn't come and all I got to eat is oatmeal and it made me get healthier. Is that possible? Absolutely is. Genuinely is. Anyhow, it says here in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, have you ever heard that verse sung? Anyhow, Susan and I learned this verse when we were teenagers, you know. 
and we learned it by singing it. So this is in the King James Bible, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and it goes like this. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. <clears throat> in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. The quickest way you can personally get into the middle of God's will, no matter what's going on in your life, is to begin to thank him. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. Can you see that verse still up there? Can you sing it with me? In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's try one more time. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning. Uh, who's that you talking about? Me. <clears throat> You're exactly right. Now I hope. Let's do it one more time. I hope. That tune becomes so catchy. These are little choruses. And we learned, Susan and I learned hundreds of scriptures this way by singing them. And when you sing them, it sticks with you so much easier. But it goes like this, and we'll sing it one more time with me. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's true. <clears throat> we studied last week <clears throat> how Thanksgiving is a magnet and it attracts the blessings of God. And that's why he tells us no matter what, you know, give thanks to him. No matter what, because that's God's will. When you're in Christ Jesus concerning your personal life, it's God's will for you to give him thanks. It's God's will. And that puts us in a best position to receive all the blessings of Almighty God. Now, in every tragedy, you can look at what you've lost and become bitter. Or you can look at what you have left and you can be thankful. Oh, wow, look what I have left. I didn't lose it all, you know. And this is something that we can make a choice about. We can prepare to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving. It's like, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to be thankful for what I got left. I'm going to be thankful for that. I make that choice. Now, these are some statistics that were before COVID-19 hit us. Actually, substantially beforehand. But Greg Easterbrook, he wrote a book entitled <clears throat> The Progress Paradox. How Life Gets Better while people feel worse. Chuck Colson reports that life expectancy has nearly doubled in the past century and continues to increase. The average real per capita income has doubled just since 1960. Along with the rise in income is the good news that the price of food and many durable goods keeps falling. Our standard of living has risen 
to levels our great-grandparents couldn't have imagined. For most of our history, the average home had one room for every two people. Today, there are two rooms for every one person, and I believe it's really more than two nowadays, because this was written probably 15, 20 years ago. By any measure of affluence, healthcare, leisure, and technology, the average American enjoys a quality of life beyond anyone's wildest dreams even a few decades ago. We have more of everything except, of course, happiness. The percentage of Americans who would call themselves as happy hasn't changed since the 50s, but the percentage of those describing themselves as very happy is down and continues to decline. During the same period, the percentage of Americans and Europeans who suffer about depression has climbed to 25% and shows no signs of abating. An estimated 7% of all Americans, and I believe the percentage is much higher now, suffer at least one incident of major debilitating depression a year. Somehow we have lost the sense of wonder. Did you hear that? Somehow we've lost the sense of wonder about life. Somehow we've lost the sense of wonder about life. We've stopped seeing how simple, how good a wonderful life can be. We can't just blame the news for seeing all the things that are wrong with the world. Easterbrook tells us that the Roman orator Cicero called gratitude not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all other virtues, gratitude. The philosopher Immanuel Kant called ingratitude the essence of vileness. But many people are facing life with a daily sense of dread rather than a daily sense of thanksgiving. It's a choice. It's a choice that we make. And we can choose thanksgiving. And we can choose in everything to give thanks. We can choose to be thankful no matter what. And that is what attracts the blessings, the miraculous power of Almighty God to us. Now, I actually read this many years ago. Probably many of you saw it, maybe even watched it because we don't really watch TV. But it says here in the article, and I remember when it actually happened a few years ago, uh, Oprah Winfrey, and she's not a person that I normally follow, you know, but she gave away 276 brand new Pontiac G6s. She gave them away, you know. They were a little over $28,000 a piece at that time. And she paid the local taxes and the licensing fees. And this gift to 276 people made their income tax go up for the year. And some winners became whiners. Think about it. Thinking, well, cash should have been given to cover the extra income tax too. They were very unthankful. It's like, you just gave me a $28,000 gift and you paid for all the taxes and the licensing fees and I'm, I'm upset with you and 
I'm unthankful because you didn't give me a little bit more. Is that the way we are? Were they prepared for Thanksgiving? Not at all. They just reverted back to what they normally did. If something didn't please them, they were prepared to be ungrateful. They were prepared to complain. And you know, a lot of people practice complaining so they can get really good at it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there are some people who don't like the way I dress. Can you imagine that? When I, for over 25 years, I wore a suit every day of my life, a black suit. And for probably 15 of that 25 years, I had a, a, a vest on also. I just couldn't keep on with the vest, I think because I was getting bigger maybe or something or another. But then when I took my tie off, that was the first step I took, people left the church because I stopped wearing a tie. I'm not exaggerating. I'm telling you the truth. I could introduce you to those people, have them come and give testimony on it, for real. But then the tie went, and then the jacket went, and I wore a sweater with my suit pants. And people would complain all the way. Oh, we can always complain about anything, can't we? The answer to that is yes. <laughs> but we can also make provision to be thankful and choose, you know, thanks living is a lifestyle. We can do that if we want to, you know. <clears throat> An article I came across that I thought was so inspiring. 12 United States soldiers were flying home from Iraq <clears throat> on a two-week leave in July 2004. And before one of the soldiers boarded the plane, a passenger traded his first-class ticket for that soldier's coach ticket. And that pastor went and got in the coach. And the, the soldier was going to have to sit in the first class now. As the plane was boarding, other passengers asked to trade their first class seats for the coach seats occupied by the remaining soldiers and bring those soldiers up into first class. Davila Evans, a flight attendant of the American Airlines flight from Atlanta to Chicago, said, I was so privileged to be flying with these two groups of unselfish people. Here you have these kids who are putting their lives on the line in the military, protecting our freedoms, and here are these people who gave up their first-class seats that are usually fought over. You really have to have a large heart to do something like that. I wonder, if, is it possible that you and I could be moving closer toward thanks living ourselves? If we prepare for it, if the turkey's not right, we're going out to eat, guys. You know, that was being prepared to be thankful no matter what. Psalms 106 verse 1 says, praise the Lord, exclamation mark. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Uh, give thanks. Show appreciation. Sh show gratitude. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, exclamation mark. His faithful love endures. How long? What percentage is that? God's faithful love toward us. He says in yours forever. 
Verse two says, who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can ever praise him half enough? Do you think you can praise God half enough? I don't think so. I I think he's sent so many blessings our way that we're not even aware of them. Or you couldn't possibly remember them all. Surely you couldn't praise him for everything and thank him for everything. But I don't even think that we could even thank him half enough for all the good stuff he does for us that we didn't even know he did. He, he, He kept our bodies functioning. He kept all these things working inside of us. So I don't think we can thank him half enough because we have a tendency to forget stuff, don't we? So you forgot that you forgot stuff, you know? <laughs> Anyhow, you know, we, we, just, we just don't think about it. We just don't think about it. And see, the key to thanks living, we talked about last week a little bit, it was an Anglo-Saxon word for thankful means to be thankful. And the key to thanks living is to be thankful. And probably more grammatically correct would to be to say, instead of saying, you ought to be thankful, you should just be thoughtful. If you're thankful and thoughtful, then you'll probably be thankful. But if, if you forget and you don't think about the things that God has done for us or others have done for you, if you're not thankful or thoughtful, you probably won't be thankful. But when you are thankful and thoughtful, you know, you will become thankful. Now, I don't know if you ever had the privilege of visiting another country. Anybody ever been out of this country to another country? Man, every time I have had, I've had, I don't know, just a very few times I've been out of the country. And it's always on a mission trip of some kind. And when I've gone out there, you know, I just like, wow. I think about how blessed we are here. We don't really appreciate the blessings we have until you go to another country and you're like, wow. And they seem to be very happy with what's going on in their world here. And I am so blessed. And sometimes we complain about stuff that they don't have access to. Man, we need to prepare ourselves to understand this thanksgiving, to truly be thankful An enlightened pastime is to make a list of favorite things that impact our senses. Now, this is something I want to challenge you to do. You you remember an old song about, these are a few of my favorite things. Y'all remember that? Where did that come from? Sound of music. Okay. You do remember Well, this is a little bit different list than the Sound of Music's list. It says to make a list of your favorite things that impacts your senses. It sharpens our appreciation of these golden moments in time. For example, one person lists 10 favorite sounds. Just sounds. List 10 favorite sounds. A distant train whistle. When's the last time we heard a train whistle, dear? Up on the mountain, we heard a train whistle that was miles and miles away. It was beautiful, wasn't it? 
absolutely amazing. Now, you may not care for train whistles, but to us, when we moved where we live now, what, 17 years ago? And we were there for a few weeks, and all of a sudden, early one morning, we heard a train whistle, and the distance was like, listen to that. We have our own train whistle. That is awesome. And it sounds beautiful. Does to us, doesn't it? I mean, it's like, wow, this is amazing. Anyhow, this is one of his favorite things. A distant train whistle. A mother talking to her new baby. The scrunch of leaves on a bright autumn day. We heard those too this morning, didn't we? <laughs> Seagulls crying, you know, over the waves. A hound baying in the woods at night. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but I have. It's like, wow. The absolute silence of a mountain lake at sunset. A crackling fire on a bitter cold day. Have you ever heard a crackling fire on a cold day? Wow. And the smell of the smoke. A stadium. Crowd singing the national anthem. Wow. Favorite sounds. A, a stadium Thousands of people singing the national anthem. The screech of an airplane's tires as they touch down to the airport. Bringing one of your loved ones home safely. This guy who wrote this, it was his wife's voice in the morning was one of his favorite sounds. God has given us five senses And then he's filled his creation with pleasures for each of our senses. You know, God is exceedingly good. Now, that's that's only 10 of our favorite things that we like to hear. Is there, could you make a list of 10 things that you like to taste? Most of you are going like, "Mm mm-hmm, I had no breakfast. I, I I can list a lot of things I like to taste, you know. I wish I'd have brought me another one of them cornbread pancakes, dear, you know. Oh, man. But anyhow, you think of, about this. What do we have to be thankful? How can you f- prepare to be thankful? It's like, wow. Birds singing, leaves floating through the airs, you know. Just morning we was coming off the mountain at a place that we stopped. There was green, the brightest moss I'd ever seen, green moss growing on these rocks. Beautiful. And there was trees behind it with a lot of openings, and we could see the sun still rising behind it. And there was these other trees that were there. There was something else there. The moss, the sun. Oh, and when I first got up there on the top of the mountain this morning, it's on the video if you was to watch it. And I'm videoing, you know, the, the uh, horizon out there just turning bright pink. And four ducks flew by going, and I actually speak duck and they were saying, good morning, you have a good day. (laughs) You know what? It just thrilled my my senses. Have you ever been thankful for your five physical senses? What you can hear? You ever been thankful for it? Oh, wow. That smells delicious. Your appetite is stirred before you ever sit down because, whoo-hoo, that smells so good. You ever seen something that's just absolutely glorious? You know? All of our senses, we should make lists from time to time of the, the things that we have to be so thankful for. And I'm going to be honest with you, 10 is not a big enough number, to be honest with you. 
It really isn't. Psalms 105 verse 1 says, and the message Bible says, thank God. Pray to him by name. Tell everyone. Now, this one might be different. What percentage is this everyone? 100%. Tell everyone you meet what he has done. So if I've heard some of it. Well, the God, the Lord hasn't, the Lord hasn't told me to share with that person about him yet. It's like, you don't know what you're talking about. The Bible says, tell everyone what he's done. The only reason we wouldn't speak up about Christ to someone is if God specifically said, no, I don't want you to go and talk to that person right now. And you'd have to almost hear that audibly. Otherwise, this covers it all. Tell everyone you meet what he has done. Now, if someone was to buy, paid in full with all the taxes and all those things, and they bought you a new house of your desire, of your dreams, with enough of property to satisfy you, would you tell anybody about it? Yes. Two, three people would. Okay. Okay, you only got to buy three houses. I'm sorry. The rest of you could have had one, but you know. You can't help us. Like, I got to tell you what. I got, they bought me a house. You would be so thrilled. They paid for it, you know. Well, it's absolutely amazing, you know. I don't know if you know this song. I grew up, this was an old hymn. We're only going to sing one little chorus part of it. And if you know it, you can sing along with me. It goes, I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder we'll never more wander, but walk the streets at our purest gold. I do have a house. Over the hilltop. And it is glorious. And you got to imagine. See I like log cabins. Some people like mansions. But I can only imagine the log cabin that God has for me. Is out of this world. And I can't help. I can tell people about that. I can tell them about heaven. And they go how can I get one of them. I can tell you that too. You know. Comes to accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But listen to what it says here. Psalms 105, uh, the the latter part of verse 1. Tell everyone you meet what he has done, what he's done for you. Sing him songs. Belt out hymns. Now, you probably feel more that you maybe graciously sing him songs. I more do the belting out the hymns, you know. But that's what he says here in this translation. Sing him songs, belt out hymns, translate his wonders into music. Now, what does that mean? Translate his wonders into music. It means write a song. Do you know where we got the song? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. There's a guy who wrote his personal experience. He was a slave trader. 
And he came to know Christ and he was forgiven. And he wrote a song, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a ranch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And verse after verse was nothing more than him writing his story. So many of the songs that you have sang, you know, they were nothing more than a, an experience. What was that song, that testimony about the guy whose family was on a boat? Does anybody know? It is well, it is well with my soul. He was singing his testimony. There was another one about a fortress. A mighty fortress is our God. Those are nothing more than what the scripture says here. Translate his wonders into music. We ought to be writing our own songs all the time. Every song we sing, somebody wrote it because of their experiences. And you know what? What a wonderful way to tell people where it says, tell everyone you meet or what he has done. One of the greatest ways to do it is just we're walking down the sidewalk going, it is well, it is well with my soul. And we go, where did you hear that song? Well, I hadn't heard that in a long time. You go, let me tell you the story that goes behind it. You know, people love to sing. They, they love to hear those kinds of things. Anyhow, it says, translate his wonders into music. Honor his holy name with hallelujahs. Now, if you were here at the first song we sang this morning, was there a song about hallelujahs? You know, what's the name of that song? Raise a hallelujah. You know, somebody wrote that song. And it says here, honor his holy name with hallelujahs. You who seek God, live a happy life. Keep your eyes open for God. Watch for his works. You want to look out. Boy, I saw his works, his handiworks this morning. It was glorious. Are you watching out for what God's doing? And you know, a song can bubble up inside of you just for your own personal devotional time that happens. And when you keep an eye open for what God's on the move doing, you begin to understand thanks living. There's, there's always, you know, thankfulness that just wants to flow outside of you when you look and see and smell and hear and taste and touch. It's like, whoa, thanks living. We're just so thankful for what he's done. He goes on to say, the rest of that verse there, he says, be alert for signs of his what? Be alert for signs of his presence. Wow. Have you ever experienced the presence of God? I've experienced the presence of God. And it's just like I was like, it's just like, I know you're here. I know it. It's just like, it's better to experience it than it is to explain it. He says, but be alert for signs of his presence. Remember, you know, this is the key to being thankful is to be thankful and thoughtful so you can be thankful. And it says here, remember, that's just being thankful. It's being thoughtful so you can be thankful. Be alert for signs of his presence. Remember 
the world of wonders he has made. Have you ever recognized that the world that we live in is wonderful? It's full of wonders. I don't know if you know this song or not. It's more of a, maybe more of a children's song, but it's an awesome, powerful song. Listen to it today online somewhere, but it's called, This Is My Father's World. You ever heard it? Never heard it. Check it out. I'm going to read you the words because you ain't never heard it. It goes like this. This is my father's world. And to my listening ears, all nature sings. And round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees and skies and seas. His hand, the wonders wrought. This is my father's world, the birds, their carols rise, the morning light, the lily white, declare their maker's praise. Oh, I was supposed to carols raise. It rhymes better with praise. So you can be thankful that I just figured that out, okay? This is my father's world, he shines in all that's fair. In the rustling grass I hear him pass. He speaks to me everywhere. This is my father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems off so strong, God is a ruler yet. This is my father's world. Why should my heart be sad? The Lord is king. Let the heavens ring. God reigns. Let earth be glad. Now, if you listen to it on YouTube, you won't recognize it as the same song I was singing. It'll actually be really, really good. It's just, it's just bringing you to tears, you know. This is my father's world. That's a list that somebody else made of things that, you know, they appreciated. Things that, you know, that, that, that were favorite to them. You know, in 1997, Fortune magazine said that Bill Gates, y'all know him, probably CEO of Microsoft, but this is in 1997. That was a long time ago. In 1997, Fortune magazine said Bill Gates, CEO of Microsoft, was the richest American in history. I just read two days ago that someone passed him and he's only the second richest now, you know, and the amount that they say he had back in 1997, that was a drop in a bucket compared to what he has now. Anyhow, uh, his personal wealth in 1997 was 35 billion. According to Kerry Goldberg in the New York Times, in February of 1997, Mr. Gates spoke to 1,500 people in Seattle at the annual convention of the American Association for the Advancement of Science. After Mr. Gates' speech, Dr. John Cantwell Kiley, and I like what he has to say, a medical doctor with a PhD in philosophy, he stood up and he asked a question, and he was talking to Bill Gates. He said, if Bill Gates were blind, Kiley asked, would he trade all of his billions to have his sight restored. Now you think about yourself. If you went blind, would you trade every dollar you have to get your sight restored? The reply from Bill Gates shows where true value lies. And he said that he would trade all of his money 
for his sight. And then he offered his email address to the doctor to talk to him further. If we have nothing else, if we have our sight, our hearing, our mobility, our hands, our fingers, our health, we have much to be grateful for because they are a priceless gift from God. So, now, Bill Gates is much wealthier than $35 billion. That's a drop in the bucket of what he has now. But he said he would give the $35 billion to regain his sight. How many of you guys can see this morning? Do you know if you have a treasure right now that's worth more than $35 billion? It's worth more than that. And we're not even talking about hearing yet and smell and taste and touch. You have possessions right now. And I'm I'm just going to be a little eccentric here and say, I venture to say if you had a trillion dollars and you lose all of those properties, you would trade in your trillion dollars to regain sight and smell and hearing and taste and touch again. Does that sound pretty logical? So if you have gifts that are extremely valuable. Do we have anything to be thankful for today? No matter what happens. No matter if we had four foot of snow today, would you be thankful that you had eyes so you could see it? That way you could complain about it? (laughs) Think for just a few moments. What do you have to be thankful for? Wow. Bill Gates, the richest man in the world back then, he said he'd give every penny he had to regain sight, and you and I got it. Wow. And, and, and God has sent men and women here who can figure out glasses and contacts and surgical procedures and restore sight. To, oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, it absolutely is. Well, listen to what it says here in Psalms 103, verse 1. In the message, it says, Oh, my soul. Bless God. Now the psalmist is talking to himself. Oh, my soul, bless God. Now I'm just going to ask you, be be honest. Could y'all be honest with me for just a moment? Okay, thank you. One person. Okay, thank you very much. (laughs) Do you ever talk to yourself? Yes. Okay, we got more people to respond. Okay. (laughs) We're trying to hear you guys at home too. You ever talk to yourself? I talk to myself. And here's the psalmist. He's saying, oh, my soul, bless God. He said, I got to remind myself uh, to, to think about all the things that God has done so I can bless him, so I can praise him, so I can thank him. Oh, my soul, bless God. I got to be thankful so I can be thoughtful, so I can be thankful. That's what I'm talking about. You know, especially if there's nobody else reminding me. Sometimes we need to be reminded of things, do we not? Do you ever need to be reminded of uh, your anniversary is coming up? <laughs> no, you don't. You have to remind your spouse, though? D- don't, don't nudge them or nothing right now, okay? You have to be reminded of a birthday or a special occasion? You know, oh, man. And see, here is the psalmist. He's telling his soul now, so bless God. He was thinking about it. So he, he was thankful, thoughtful, so he could be thankful. That's what I'm talking about right here, you know. 
He says, oh, my soul, bless God from head to toe. I'll bless his holy name. The King James Bible says here, you know, uh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul and all that is within me. That's where it says in the message Bible from head to toe. Bless us. Lord, oh, my soul, and all that's within me from head to toe and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And the psalmist is saying, bless the Lord from head to toe, all that's within me. Remember, be thankful so you can be thankful, you know. That's what he's telling us here. He says, from head to toe, I'll bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless God. He's saying, remember, think. Be thankful so you can be thankful, you know. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a, what's it say? Don't forget a single blessing, not even one. Do you think you've forgot some of the blessings that God has sent your way? Me and my brother, we talk on the phone periodically, and we'll go, I haven't thought about that in years. We do that quite often, you know, because we're old people now. Wow, you remember? Oh, I haven't thought about that in years, you know. And we need to be thankful, thoughtful, so we can be thankful. We absolutely do, you know. And he says, don't forget a single blessing. Don't forget a single meal. Don't forget a single act of kindness that someone, you know, brought your way. Don't forget, because we have a tendency to forget, do we not? Three of you said that. The rest of you forgot what I even said, you know. (laughs) We have a tendency to forget. We genuinely do. Listen to what it says in verse 3. It says, he forgives your sins. Are you glad about that? He forgives your sins. What's the next two words? Everyone. Everyone. What percentage is everyone? 100%. He forgives your sins. Everyone. He heals your diseases. Everyone. You're going like, well, I I don't know about that. I know. Has he ever healed you of anything in your life? Raise your hand. Wow. He has healed us at times that we didn't even know we needed healing. And then one day, we're going to have the most absolute, positively, most magnificent healing. And God's just going to say, you know what? Let's just trade in your old model for a brand spanking new one. That's going to happen one day. He redeems you from hell. He saves your life. How do you like that? You're being forgiven and you're saved. Your name is written in the book of life and you're going to spend eternity in heaven with all of your loved ones who've gone on before you who trusted God. Is that pretty cool? Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians 9, 15. Thank God for his gift. Two wonderful four words. The fact, and I've talked to so many people here in this church no, Pastor Ron, I just don't understand how God could possibly forgive me. You just don't know what all I've done. I'm talking about men. I'm talking about women. But you just don't know how bad I was. How could God possibly? That's why he sent his son Jesus to the cross. Because they love you so much. It's just like, I'm going to take your punishment for what you did. And, and you're going to take the forgiveness. And then you're going to live with me in heaven forever. But get to know me now. Oh, man. 
thank God for his gift too wonderful for words. It's like words fail me to explain how I feel about what God has done for me. Oh, man. Anyhow, he goes on, he says, he forgives your sins, everyone he heals. Your diseases, everyone he redeems your, you from hell. He saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. Anybody here want their youth renewed? Okay. They don't want it, God. Just keep it. You know, just give it somebody. I mean, seriously, is it possible that God could renew your youth? Let me ask you, how many, because you thought you needed some renewal, how many have ever had a, you went to, you go to those places where they, you take your dogs to get them all fixed up. No, it's, it's talking about, no, it's, it's, they call it a pedicure. Isn't that for animals? Maybe they have a kitty cure too. I don't know. That's not, who's that for? For me? I need a pet, you know? Well, you know what I'm talking about. Have you ever had a beauty treatment? How would you like to have a beauty treatment that's absolutely free and it will transform and change you to the most beautiful, glorious person on this planet? Be okay? All right. Th- there goes the hands. All right. Yes. Mine's there. To f- and f- I'm, a, I'm an advertiser. I've had this treatment. <laughs> you know, why are you frowning now? Okay. No. Well, listen to what it says here. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. It's the best beauty treatment you can ever have is to be in the presence of God. And we read a scripture earlier about be alert and be aware for the signs of God's presence. And when you're in God's presence, it's the best beauty treatment. It says, you're always young. You're always young in his presence. Oh, man. Always young in his presence. Oh, man. My time may be getting away from me here. You know what these are here? Okay, let me see. I see you up there hiding again. She thinks she can hide from me, but I see her smiling from ear to ear. Awesome. And down here, yeah. Oh, I see you there. Woohoo! Yes. Wow, you know what? These things are good, really are good. But I don't, last night I could see people's nose hairs because they had their mask off, but I, I can't see that now. Y'all are doing good here, guys. Yeah, I see, I see. That was a haircut, yeah, uh-huh, okay. Now, what was I doing constantly here? Fine. You said fine, but I was changing my focus constantly to zoom you into focus. And, and that's what I'm talking about right now is focus, you know. We need to change our, our, our focus, you know, on, on being thankful and thoughtful and, and thankful, you know, for what we have. Because some people are focused, sin, by being thankful 
on what they don't have. They're being thankful. Well, I could have gotten that. Well, how come they got I didn't get that? How come they did better than me? We need to change our focus from being negative to being positive. Benjamin Franklin said, the sentence which has most influenced my life is, some people grumble because God places thorns among roses. Why not thank God because he placed roses among thorns? That's a different focus, is it not? That's how you become, you know, thank living. You always got something to thank God for. Thank you for putting flowers on all the briars. That's wonderful. It just depends on your perspective. A businessman said, people are ingrates. It took me 61 years to find it out. I have 175 employees, men and women, and at Thanksgiving, I sent them 175 of the choicest turkeys. Only four people thanked me out of 175. And two thanked me by a note, and the other two just thanked me when they chanced to meet me in the hall. Hey, thanks for the turkey. Four out of 175. And he says, because of their thanklessness, I've decided never to go out of my way to be nice again. See, they, they took the blessing for granted. I'm entitled. I, I'm entitled to that. Ungrateful. They took his blessings for granted. What about you and me? Are we thankful? Thoughtful enough? To say thank you to the one who has sent all the blessings our way? Or do we just take them for granted? I'm I'm entitled to sunshine. I'm entitled to fresh air. I'm entitled to clean water. I'm entitled. Or, Or do we thank you, Lord, for everything. Everything that he has ever done. Someone said, if you really want to find gratitude, would you like to really find gratitude? They said... You can find it in the dictionary because it's hard to find among people, you know? Well, I think there's gratitude out here. I really do, not just in a dictionary somewhere. So what I mean by thanks living is to live thankful lives. That's what I'm challenging you to do. And uh, anybody here good at math? Mathematics, arithmetic, and all? Couple. Okay. All right. That's okay. This new stuff, I don't understand. It's like another language to me, man. I learned how to add, subtract, divide, multiply. Those basic things, you know. But there's another math that is very hard to master. But I think I can teach you about it. Give me just a moment. It's the hardest arithmetic to master is learning to count your blessings. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Be thankful, be thoughtful, and, and, and begin to count. Don't, don't ignore not even a single one of them. Matthew Henry, the famous Bible scholar, was once robbed by thieves, and he wrote in his diary, let me be thankful, number one, Because I was never robbed before. Anybody here ever been robbed before? I've been robbed. You know, he said, 
The first thing he wrote in his diary when he got back from being robbed, he says, let me be thankful because I was never robbed before. That's thanks living. Number two, although they took my wallet, they did not take my life. Isn't that positive? Because although they took my all, it was not very much. Number four, because it was I who was robbed and not someone else, not my wife or not my mom or my grandmom. Can you be thankful for that? And it was I who was robbed and not I who was doing the robbing. Do we have anything to be thankful for that I'm not in a position where I have to rob people? I've got enough just to make it. Wow. You know, maybe today we'll go to a whole new level of thankfulness, of thanksgiving, you know. First Corinthians Chapter 15, verse 7. It says, how we thank God who gives us victory. How we thank God who gives us victory over sin. Sin no longer is our master. It does not control us anymore. Thank God who gives us victory over sin and death through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that leads us into eternal life. Oh, wow. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So that everyone, what percentage is everyone? 100%. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Oh, man, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. We always got something to be thankful for, no matter what happens, that God has forgiven us of our sins and we have eternal life. If we had no other blessing than the forgiveness of our sin and the promise we'll live with him forever, that's really enough. I, I got to read one more scripture because I got an object lesson and I can't do it without reading the scripture. Okay. Right? I might be a couple minutes over time, but Colossians chapter 2, verse 7 says, Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him so you will grow in faith, strong and vigorous in the truth that you were taught. And then let your lives overflow with what? Thanksgiving for all he has done. Now, I was looking for some other ones, but these will do. And I know you have seen me fill cups up and make them overflow with water before, but this was not part of the deal here. I didn't get no water today. I really didn't get no water, so I have to substitute. <laughs> That one represented me. This one represents you. Oops. Somebody really made a mess up here today. Water is so much easier to get up. Isn't it, Suzanne? Wow. Let me read the scripture again. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him so you will grow in faith, strong and vigorous in the truth that you were taught and let your lives. I'm talking about thanks living here. Let your lives overflow and, and let it be visible. 
Let your lives overflow with thanksgiving for all he has done. Don't be ashamed to let your lives overflow where it becomes visible for all he has done. As God keeps blessing us, we should keep overflowing with thanksgiving. And here's one more passage that says, the Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. Y'all see that? Psalms 28, verse 7. And then, and then it says, he helps me. Are y'all there? He helps me and my heart is filled with what? And I do what? I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. This is bursting out with songs of thanksgiving. It's very obvious. Mm-hmm, that's very good stuff. And when you and I burst out with songs of thanksgiving, it is pretty good stuff. It's obvious and it touches people's lives and it attracts the blessings of Almighty God. You know what? We got to stop. We got to stop. But let me challenge you. I pray that God would make you a chronic thanker. You understand chronic? Somebody has a chronic eating problem, drinking problem, smoking problem. Somebody has a chronic problem with fear. Well, I pray that God would make us chronic givers of thanks. That we just can't get free of it. That we become chronic in our thanks living. Anyhow, our time is up. Would you bow your heads with me? And honey, if you'd come on up here, watch where you step, though. There's stuff all over the place up here. So bow your heads. I just want to ask you if, if you know Christ, if, if, do you know him in a personal way? He's knocking at the door of your heart. Have you opened your heart and welcomed him into your life so he can forgive you and he can heal you and he can restore you? His miracle working power can work within your life. That's what I'm talking about. I'd like us all who know Christ to reaffirm our faith. And those of you who don't know him, would you declare your faith for the first time? Or maybe you've drifted off course, but would you join us and welcome him into your life again today? Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I believe that you do love me. I believe that you do love me. That's why you sent your son Jesus. That's why you sent your son Jesus. I believe he gave his life for me. I believe he gave his life for me. And I believe he rose from the dead. And I believe he rose from the dead. And I believe he's knocking at the door of my heart. I believe he's knocking at the door of my heart. And I open wide that door. I open wide that door. And I welcome Jesus inside. And I welcome Jesus inside. In all areas of my life. In all areas of my life. If, as my Savior. As my Savior. As my Lord. As my Lord. As my King. As my King. And as my friend. And as my friend. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.